Welcome to IP Frequently. IP Frequently is brought to you by Dominion Harbor Enterprises and is sponsored by IPedia. IPedia, innovation clarity that provides real, actionable patent intelligence. Join our hosts, David Pridham and Brad Sheaf, advancing the issues of intellectual property. Hey, welcome back to another episode of IP Frequently. And uh, for the record, both my colleague David and I have frequently today, and so we've knocked that off, and now we're ready to do the podcast. Um, there are any number of vibrant, stimulating intellectual property issues out there that I know everyone do you honestly is believe that? anxious to discuss. Did it sound like I believe it? You, yeah, know, me, you know me pretty well. Well, and the people at home get very excited by the way you tee up the show, yeah. you know, the program, and so, you know, when it's dripping with sarcasm like that, it's... People it's problematic, and you think people are maybe turning the channel at this point and putting on that show about the hillbillies. They could be. Could be. The Beverly Hillbillies or the other ones? No, the show with the hillbillies. Well, I digress. Yes. It's all right. Sarcasm is, in fact, my <clears throat> choice means of communication. If I don't like you, if I'm not making fun of you, I don't like you. That's just why this works, Yeah, quite frankly. But back to those vibrant, stimulating IP issues. There's you better not be a snowflake listening to this show because you may get insulted and have to go Well, this here. is a safe space. A safe space. Do you feel safe here? I do. I actually have my, my mound do. of Play-Doh in front of me, and I'm in my safe space. I have my, right. my, my helping dog, you know, my... Uh, yeah, your my assistance little, dog? Yeah, it's my, my personal yeah, assistant. Not, yeah, there's not actually anything wrong with you. No. Well, that you would need a dog for. Let's no. just yeah, isn't that weird, though? It's incredibly weird. You know, there are times, though, when I um, hear something going on in the IP space, and I have to go to my safe, safe space safe space for a yeah. while. Yeah. Do, you mean, you know what I mean? Does yeah. that make sense? It does. Yeah. Uh, certainly one that probably drove us both to our safe space for at least a, a brief period of time. Maybe. Service dog. That's what we were both thinking oh, of. service dog. Service dog. Service not dog. maintenance you, dog yeah. or friend. It's servi- yeah. My service dog, dog, Jack, is here. A maintenance dog would be a great thing to have. Can you imagine if you had like a leaky faucet? Hold on, I have a, I have a note from Rover our... would get it for you? Hold on, I have a note from our uh, oh, dear producer, God, Monkey Boy. Yeah. Adult coloring book. Are they, we're supposed to say that in there? Adult coloring book. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, yeah. I don't have one. Do you? A service dog? I do. No. Jack, he's right here. The adult coloring book. Mm-hmm. Is that in the affirmative? or? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about my service dog, Jack. Is it a maintenance right dog, though? Will Jack well, take I mean, care of a leaky faucet? That's a valuable dog. I mean, I've seen Jack roll around in liquidy substances and sort of sop them up like Gee, a sponge. It doesn't. It's like a sponge. Why would you allow that? Doesn't because if good. it's on the floor and you don't want to mop it up, old Jack will just lay ice. down in it. You, want, you want, just want your dog covered in it? Yeah, if it's water, sure. Okay. sure. Maybe well, it's ice. Right. Maybe well, it's something else. Well, it's not else. ice. It's not I don't know. Hold on. I have another note point. from our producer. Jack Russell Terrier, question mark. No, he's not. Springer Spaniel. But The Joe any, Pesci of, jo- of dogs, my friend, the Jack Russell Terrier. I, I, don't, I don't think so. Actually, I, I did know a Jack Russell Terrier once. That was his name? It was a human named Jack Russell Terrier? No, it was a Jack Russell Terrier. It was the a dog. dog. Yeah. yeah. Chase squirrels. Canine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they you, do that. You would think. They do that. Chase squirrels. At all. That's all it did. It 24-7. It ate and peed, too. Slept. It slept a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Talked. Well, well, now and again. Listen, someone's got to chase the squirrels. not going to chase themselves. Correct. Uh, yeah. So, anyway. Much like we're doing on this podcast right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, this is... I'm, you know, it's you know, it's a, it's a it's a difficult podcast when you're waiting for the next uh, text from Monkey Boy. Yeah, you know. Well, 
an issue that may have driven some to their safe space, potentially you and I, be the relatively recent revelation that at least temporarily Michelle Lee is going to stay at the patent office. I believe largely because Gene Quinn finally overwhelmed the patent office with the number of letters and blog postings on the topic. And FOIA requests, too. They, they did a bunch of FOIA requests. FOIA requests. They're treating this like it was the Kennedy assassination. I mean, she was still going to work. She hadn't left. Right. I mean, what's the... All that's missing is a good, like, Zabruder-like film of Michelle Lee managing the patent office. Or not managing it, but or being in the patent office. But the thing is, you know that she was just fucking with them, right? I mean, you know that... She oh, absolutely. saw the blog about all I'll the tell questions. You what, and, and then, and then, full credit to her for doing that, yeah. too. I mean, full credit. It's I, sort of like when she bid on the Nortel portfolio and she bid pie. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yes. A, a Michelle Lee classic, yeah. my friend. A classic. She is, uh, you know, she, she's unpredictable. It, nothing if not unpredictable. Yeah. And I guess to throw people off when she had, you know, every uh, they, they signed the, the new patents on Tuesdays. You know that big, um, the big the unveiling. Big, yes. So the reveal we call that the patent she reveal. She signed on Tuesday. Um, the last batch of uh, of patents with Invisible Ink. Oh, well, yeah. so you need the little lemon juice then to see yeah. who the you director need, is. Like in the the movie, the the National Treasure. Oh yeah, they had the code in the, the back of the. That's yeah. really there, by the way. Yeah. The code. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Most likely. You just need lemon juice, a little heat, and then you can see Michelle Lee signed your patent. Yeah. If not, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Right. I mean, who really cares, right? At this point, who cares? I mean, it's you, a you have to you have to accept the fact that at the end of the day, while Michelle Lee is on the Mount Rushless of, uh, and we talked about in a prior episode, um, you know, she's not the worst person in the world, and we've already established that's someone else. Um, and 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 you know, she's just directing a big bureaucracy. That's all she's that's doing. She, yep. Um, so I, I don't understand this. First of all, I don't know who has this much fucking time to be spending FOIA, sending FOIA requests and letters and drafting article after article about this issue. You know, over a couple of week period. I mean, it's it's literally nonsensical. Correct. Correct. And what what I, I think this is true of any large government bureaucracy, perhaps any small government bureaucracy. The director, the leader, the the secretary, they may have some influence in terms of tone. But come on, there are thousands of employees there, all of whom know they can't be fired. Right? I mean, I think, and particularly that must be true at the patent office, all the things that have come out about it. They know they're not getting fired. In fact, they can work from home if they want. In fact, they don't even have to keep their time cards in an accurate fashion in order to stay employed at the patent office. So why would you care what the director said or didn't say? And there's all this anecdotal evidence about examiners talking to to patent attorneys and telling them, ah, you know, I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to send it to the board for review. It makes no difference if Michelle Lee is... My better question would be, why does Michelle Lee want to be the director of the patent office? You would think you'd want to get the hell out of there. But I tell you, if I were the director of the patent office, I would have done the exact same thing. I would have made them wonder, um, you know, for as long a period as possible, oh, yeah. who was running the thing. Just because it's funny. I would have made them fire. Oh, of course it's yeah. funny. Yeah. You think, I mean, literally, how many... How many pod, uh, uh, blogs did we see of oh my god like like the world is going to end because no one's running the patent office can I be honest it would be good for innovation in the patent system if no one was running the right. patent office for a long period of time yeah. so 
all these people out there who are, oh, my God, who's going to sign the patents? Who's going to sign the patents? I mean, good Lord. First of all, 90% of those patents are Google's anyway, okay? So the fact that they're not getting signed is probably a good thing, right? right? But even beyond that, there's been no... And I know Capos was, but there's been no real effective leader of the patent it's, office. It's for incredibly decades. difficult to run a bureaucracy. It's incredibly difficult for one person, regardless of title or position, to make a change in a ship that large yeah. when you have no real authority over the employees. Do you remember Again. the Godfather Three? Oh, of course I do. Do you remember International Immobiliare? And the whole plot of Godfather Three was Michael Corleone had apparently made billion, made a lot of money. And so he was trying to sell his interest in the casinos and some other things and buy a big slug of international immobiliary and he bribed the Pope and all this stuff. But even when Michael Corleone took over... Do you get to wear a funny hat if you bribe the Pope? I don't understand. Well, I mean, the Pope wears a funny hat. The pistachio, the split pistachio hat? Correct. Yeah. Do you get to wear that if you bribe the Pope? If you bribe the Pope, I assume if one of the things you asked for is part of the bribing of the Pope... Was the ability to wear a funny hat. Then you'd probably get it. Okay. Would you? Would you ask for Would that? I bribe the Pope? No, no. If you did bribe the Pope, would you ask for I the wouldn't right be bribing to wear the Pope. That? You wouldn't do it. No, why, why would you? Well, to get a big slug of... International Immobiliare? I think that doesn't exist. Well, it's a made-up company. In the context... Of what? Of Godfather Three. So I'm going to turn on if Michael Corleone If you were Corleone Michael Corleone, would you have bribed the Pope? And if you had... Would you have worn the funny hat? I didn't. The, the funny hat doesn't even come into play because, first of all, we're talking about Al Pacino. Yes. Second of all, the um, I mean, look, Michael Corleone had a good head of hair, so why even disturb it, right? Why disturb it? And then third of all, that the theory is being to do most with popes don't have a good head of hair. Probably. Can you name the? I mean, Ratzinger is the exception, of course, with that right. great white mane. Bop. But, who, else, who, who do you think had a great head of hair? Pius VI. Pius VI did have a good head yeah, of hair. Yeah. He did. He did. Anyway, I'm sorry. I got you off track. International Mobiliare. Ah, yes. So even when Michael Corleone got a hold of International Mobiliare, he, he, it, it was so big. It was such a bureaucracy. It was, as they said in the movie, as George Hamilton. And another thing about that movie, real quick, what bugs me about that movie is that you wait... 18 years for Godfather 3 to come out and they've got everyone lined up to come on to the to the big production right and then they don't want to pay the money to get Bobby Duvall Robert Duvall mm. back as Tom Hagen so mm. what do they do they pay George Hamilton to come in with his fake tan his olive oil skin and his guinea charm and I'm Italian by the way so that's not offensive and it's also a quote from the first I thought Godfather. you were referring to the pigs anyway so who would who in their right mind would pay money for George Hamilton and not pay money to Bobby Duvall? Well, no one. You'd be better off George Papar. He loves it. Mm, but I mean, the plan comes together. Yeah, but that's not even what we're talking about, right? Because Papard would have been totally out of. He wouldn't be pr- properly cast. I'm talking about Bobby no. Duvall, Robert Duvall. Correct. Tom. But Hagen. the argument. Have you seen any of the Godfather films? I have. Yes, yeah. indeed, all three. Okay. Well, let's. Right. I'm just going to stop because you're you're embarrassing yourself. Is that so? Oh, it's so. Okay. Oh, it's so. Well, but anyway, Michael Corleone, What's he? Okay, even, a, even a, 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 a large gangster in terms of you know, his reputation, mm. Michael, like Michael Corleone, who killed the heads of the five families. Mm. Yeah. Mo Green, Clemenda, all of them, killed them all. The yeah. Rosato brothers. Um, 
All nine of them. Couldn't. And one of them played by the great character actor Danny Aiello. Correct. Right. Um, but couldn't 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 run international mobiliary. It still had mechanisms in place to, to such an extent that the 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 the, the, the priest who did the donkey, mm-hmm. you know, the donkey thing, mm-hmm. was still trying to kill him in the opera house at the end, right? So you see what I'm saying here is if you're the head of the patent office, you don't want to get assassinated on the steps of the the, 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 the big um, opera, opera house, house in Corleone. Yeah, no, that's a, I think that's probably your primary objective. And so if you're Michelle Lee, why would you go to the opera, right? Hey, Mrs. Lincoln, other than, other than what that, happened to your husband, like how do you like the play? Right. Now, now, now you tell me what the name of the play was that night. Oh, man, that's a good question. Has something to do with Virginia? What was the name of the play? I don't know. Our American Cousin, Our American. my friend. And here, here's another, here's a bonus question that you get just for playing the game. Oh, nice. Failing, of okay. course. Right? Huh. Babe Ruth, right, was traded from the Red Sox to the Yankees and for cash, basically. And the owner of the Red Sox used the money to fund what play? Babe Our Ruth, American Cousin. No. No, no, Nanette. Better play. I don't think so. Oh, it was. No, it wasn't. Yeah, our American Cousin wasn't even funny. No, it certainly wasn't funny for Mrs. Lincoln. Or Mr. Lincoln. Who, by the way, shares the distinction of, with no one, of being the only president to uh, get a patent. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that, that, now we brought it full circle. Who signed it? Well, not Michelle Lee. Nope. Right? Because she was and not around with the IP, ink. IP uh, hound or tooth hound or whatever he was. Houndtooth. Houndstooth? Uh, watchdog? I don't know. Our monkey boy would know. Oh, Did he send us a text? Probably. I haven't yeah. looked. No. Anyway. So, yeah. So, the question is, why would you stay and does it make a difference? I think the answer is... I think we've got the answers, right? You would stay to fuck with the people that have nothing better to do than send in FOIA requests. Because you think you're going to get a different a different gig within yeah. the administration, potentially. Do you think we should send in a FOIA request to see where their brains are or what the fuck they're doing with their time that they can slice out a big part of the day mm. to send in FOIA requests over an issue so inconsequential as this one? Perhaps, but I don't think they're obligated to answer them. I think it's like a U.S. government thing. Are you sure about that? I'm not sure. I haven't read the law. Yeah, I haven't either. Should everyone be required to answer FOIA requests? If you just, like, ask your neighbor? Yeah. Like, why are you not cutting your grass? He'd have to tell you. I know you stole my barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Where's my barbecue? Put it in the FOIA. That'd be fun. That'd probably be more productive. The vast majority of people would probably not realize they don't have to respond to that. You can put it in a formal letter to cite the law. Yeah. 89 USC 4622 or whatever it is. I think, I think you know, this is all really a lot of fun, and people are probably noticing that we're getting a big kick out of this, but the big issue is who cares because it doesn't matter who the head of the patent office is. Agreed. I'm telling you that right now. It doesn't matter. You could, you could go down the list of the greatest people in IP, the worst people in IP. It's irrelevant. Well, yeah, and the only way that the director of the patent office is ever going to have an impact is if they're absolutely given free reign and they stay there for 20 years. So they're hiring, they're bringing in the next generation, they're setting up the training, but that doesn't happen. Again, it's a government bureaucracy. So that doesn't happen. So you're saying that you would want someone similar to Vlad the Impaler to be um, leading up the patent office. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm taking from what you're saying. Vlad the Impaler or Vlad? No, Vlad. Vlad. From Brooklyn. I don't think he is. Was. I I don't know Vlad. 
Okay, well, that's, I think that's what you're saying, which is unfortunate. I mean, look at FDR, right? Four terms almost. Mm -hmm. Got through almost four terms. Yeah. Right? Yes. There you go. Very effective president. Correct. Longevity. Handsome. Well, I mean, some would say the 1932 version of FDR did strike a, you know, a nice figure. It's charismatic. The 45 FDR was different, and, yeah. Yalta was tough. Yalta was tough. Yeah. Yalta was tough. But anyway, I, I, so I think, that's, I think that's where I come down on this, on this issue. And I, I love the fact that uh, we have people acting like the world's going to end or innovation's going to stop because we don't know... What well, signing the patents? The, the answer to that question is self-evident, right? Did anyone know who the director of the patent office was for an extended period of time? No. Did the patent office stop? Unfortunately, no. No, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. no. No, it kept on churning out patents of You know what else I saw? I questionable saw, value. Well, yeah, and, and, well, except to Google. But what I did also Correct. notice was this whole um, hullabaloo. A hullabaloo? Yeah, mm-hmm. about the new Trump budget. President mm-hmm. Trump yes. came up with his new budget, which yes, is fantastic in, in many respects because it actually cut spending. But, oh, my gosh, they're going to cut spending to the patent office. Uh, are you kidding me? They should cut spending in the patent office in half. I mean, this is ridiculous. And, and, and half, half of these examiners with that whole bogus hour scandal and all that stuff, they should bring suit against them to recover that money. But as far as I'm concerned, I mean, this bullshit about diversion of fees for the patent office— Diverted way. I mean, of course they should. The, the patent office well, based, is not working. Based on effectiveness, right? I mean, if you're in charge of the government and, and, hmm. and your option is to have this this subset of your government that for one reason or another is allowed to collect fees for its services, then I think it's reasonable to ask the question, what are you doing with those fees? And my response to someone who would ask that question would be, why don't you try and check for any information at all using the patent office's automated systems only to be told, sorry, the system is busy right now, or I'm sorry, we can't find that, or the server is unavailable. How can that be? I'm under the impression it is 2017-ish. Yeah. Yeah? They can't can't get an automated data system. They should outsource some of that. They should outsource all of it. Clearly, they can't do it. The only person they should keep there is the director. You can't outsource that because someone's going to sign someone's the patents. Someone's got to sign the patents. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Every no, I, every Monday night burns the midnight oil. I think out of every government going job, through pen after pen. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. But it's all invisible ink anyway. Right. We don't know who's signing them. Who right. is it? The, and I'm surprised they weren't camped out in the parking garage. Or they have a lot over there, a garage. Uh, I think it's a garage. If you're the director of the patent office, do you get, like, secret service protection? Do you get to carry a gun? I don't think so. You can carry a gun, yeah. right? I'm sure. Virginia's concealed carry permit, right? You would think. Hold on. We got a note from our um, link. Patent examiners are routinely abusing. For, well, that's what I just said. Good God. I think you can go through the patent office. Remember remember back in the old days where they said, look, if you take all the, 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 the government employees in a certain agency, you can... Because of redundancy and, and fraud, you could eliminate one in three yeah. and be pretty good. I mean, Reagan said that. Right. I think with the patent office, you can take ten people that work there, right, and eliminate eight of them and still be doing fine. Eighty percent. Get rid of them. As long as the other 20 percent are going to work at least as much as they're supposed to. Yeah, You'd well, the fine. 20% can just make sure the server doesn't go offline, right? I mean, that's all. I mean, do you really. Well, if they what, just did that, it'd be an improvement. What do you have to do as a patent? Like someone working at the patent office, especially the, the folks working at home. I mean, who gets to work from home? Hold on. Reagan also said, trust but verify. That's a note from our producer. Reagan did say that. Not in the context of IP. The Cold War. I'm talking right. about the Cold War. 
Great Cold Warrior, though. Yeah. yeah well, uh, arguably the last yeah. of the Cold Warriors. I mean, how many people... Let, let's try to figure out how many people you need in the patent office story. You need the... We agreed on one thing. You need the person to sign the patent. Got to have the patent signed. Right? And you need the person to make sure the power stays on in the server room. That's two people. Although you could outsource yeah. that to AWS. Right. Probably. I was just going to say, I mean, theoretically, right. you could... Yeah. Yeah, but let's just... Put just that in the cloud. So you don't need two. that guy. Yeah. The person who protects and drives around the head of the patent office and signs the patents is three. Right. right. Okay. And then you just need someone to invalidate the claims under Alice. So that's that four. Can still be, that could either be the driver or the service guy or the patent. I mean, you've got three. I mean, they're all... And quite frankly, we can get to the federal circuit, too, because of the abuse of Rule 36. You could probably double up and have... You just need an odd number. These right three people. Yeah, because you've got three. Yeah. So say the guy driving the head of the patent office... And the head of the patent office disagree. Then the person in the server room, you got to go down there and get because they break the tie. Right, done. done. You've solved so yet another problem. You know what's the funny? PTO and the there are a lot of people that are going to listen to this and be very offended and, and think we're being flippant about something as serious as this, but it's not. It's not serious. It's a joke. The fact that people are out there hunting down whether the patent office had a head or not. This is serious business. Bull fucking shit. Strong language. Yeah, it's a joke. From someone your age. It's a joke. Well, I'm, I mean, you, know, you don't turn you know, 21 very often, so. No, you don't. That's true. Once, really. Some some more than once. Yeah. But it's it's ridiculous. It's, it is. And, you know, and I don't think it's just unique to the patent office, but the patent office and, and what they do is something we know about. So, you, you know, you go to court, right, and you, you put the, the video in front of the jury about video. the patent office. Brings it that brings a tear to my eye every yeah. time I see it. And they have all the, they put the, the ribbon on. Yeah, they have all the the, pa the papers stacked up in the desk, and the people pushing <laughs> the files around. Wouldn't it be better? That is actually what they're doing. It's just pushing files. But you have around. dozens of people in there, right? First of all, there's no need for any of the papers. There's at least a dozen people at the patent office, correct? Dozens of people in the video. Right. Oh, there's at least a true. dozen. There must be. But I mean, if you just had the three, then that video becomes much simpler too, because you get the one just signing things, the other waiting by the car, and the third down in the boiler room. Much easier. And the only thing to make the video, yeah. Yeah, and all you need was the pen, the the documents that are being signed with mm -hmm. the ribbon already attached because you mm -hmm. can get the the Chinese or someone to yeah, do that. Yeah, you can outsource that. Yeah, ribbons are us. Mm -hmm. Plus, the beauty the beauty of ribbons are us is you get a wide selection you can click through online mm -hmm. if you don't like the current medallion and ribbon. You get a nice, you know, you get something with it, you know. Well, I, five I, different colors. Yeah. yeah. So that's 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 my thought on this whole. Who's running the patent office? The sky is falling. Got to batten down the hatches. Yeah. No. Get ready for the big storm. Nope. Oh, my gosh. Let me go blog about this. Yep. I, I agree. So I think we're in agreement that makes no difference who the director of the patent office is. Or if there is one. Or if there, and, and ergo, trying to determine who the director of the patent office is is a complete waste of time. And to sign you got nothing going on. Correct. Right. Loser. And that we could probably run the patent office with three people as long as they are each wearing a couple of hats. I mean, I don't even think we need that. I, I, again, I, the way we described it, they have pretty distinct duties. Well, but they're both much. on the federal circuit and at the patent office. Or if you if you fold the federal circuit, I mean, look, the federal circuit, that is just a total boondoggle joke, but that's really another, another podcast there. Uh, you know, the head of the patent office can't do much damage, as, as in our international mobile Yare example. But the, the Federal Circuit does a lot of damage. Yep. So Mostly by not doing anything. Mostly by signing Rule 36 affirmances. I'm just glad you're not threatening any of them this time like last time. That was bad. 
Yeah, we probably edited that out when I you had that little talk to the producer. Slip of the lip. Well, that's all it was. Yeah. So I think we've resolved things in terms of the the, the, the this whole question, and in, 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 in then you know the way we like to finish all of our podcasts is with our patent of the day, brought to you by Ipedia. Ipedia, the automation of innovation. Of innovation. Well, now we uh, find ourselves looking for a patent of the day. Actually. Well, no, we're not. I mean, I think you've already got it in your inbox there. Mm. How about this? Patent of the day. Let me see if you can guess what this is. Patent number 6,469. Uh, I'm going to go with Lincoln's patent. Well, that's correct. Oh, outstanding. Abraham Lincoln. Correct. Correct. The 16th president of the United States. And an exceptional example of presidency. Yeah. Yeah. Tall. Rather gone. Striking. Yeah. Striking. Which brings us back to my American cousin. Correct. Mm -hmm. Six Semper Tyrannus. Let's be tyrants. Correct. Yeah. Well, kind of a dumb thing to say when you just killed somebody, don't you think? Especially when you just broke your own leg because you're a yeah. jackhole. Jumping out of the thing. It's bad planning. That and then, anyway. then you know, then when he tried to get away, he just did like a big circle. Also bad planning. Although, from what I understand, always pre-flight your gear, my friend. He may still be alive and hiding in the patent office. John Wilkes Booth. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know that he's not. No one's checked. Nope. In the boiler room. All right. Well, I enjoyed it. Yourself? This was fun. Yeah. I think we're, we're ready to wrap it up here. Another episode of IP Frequently. We appreciated you sticking with us and uh, working our way through the... Well, let's just say one thing before you wrap up, because you do it so well. I mean, it probably take, what, 10, 15 minutes for you to do that. So um, really quick, we have invited a few folks on, um, and uh, you know that is in process. Uh, mm. But we'll have a, a, probably a guest a week for the next couple of weeks. Um, but we also have had some... Some um, mail, some email from uh, some of the folks that listened. So we should probably answer some of those before we wrap this up, don't you think? Do you think? Yeah. You have to say something. It's a podcast. You can't nod your head. Well, I, I ask you if you, uh, what and do you I think? respond and you said, do you to the think? question. So yes. here's one from um, Mary in Schenectady, New York. Lovely Mary and Schenectady, and Mary, glad you're listening. And I don't know if you're listening to the live version of the podcast or um, availing uh, yourself of some of the podcasts that we've got up on uh, iTunes. But thank you very much for listening. And Mary wants to know, uh, I've heard your podcast about the Mount Rushless, and I would like to know why you think Mark Lemley belongs there. And I'd say, well, Mary... Um, you obviously listen very carefully to our podcast, and while I'm very glad that you're corresponding with us, I'm a little disappointed. So what I would say is you should probably, you know, all due respect, yeah. clean the wax out of your ears, hit play again on that podcast, and we explain it pretty pretty well. Um, again, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to offend, and I don't certainly don't want to drive away um, our, our any of our base. loyal listeners no. our, our, certainly not up in the Finger Lakes region oh, lovely. Up, in, up in the northern US but Mary why don't you listen to it again and please don't send any more questions until you're well informed um, next we have one from Roy, Roy is in Huntsville, Alabama 
how can you help me get a patent on a new type of knife? Why don't you field that one? Well, unfortunately, Roy, and, and you may have heard us kind of allude to this with the uh, with the folks that are required in the patent office, one of the roles being invalidating all patent claims under Alice. What Now, to you and to I, to my colleague David here, a, a knife is a tangible mechanical device that, not sure exactly what type of knife you're referring to, whether it's fixed blade, folding knife, etc., multi-use tool, perhaps. He didn't say he didn't say, just said knife. And yeah. so, you know, let's just presume for the, the sake of, of, of the discussion that it's a simple fixed blade knife with a sharpened end and an end designed to be held probably in a human hand, although your service dog probably could, could manage it either way. Uh, unfortunately, knives are designed to essentially do one thing, and that is to cut, uh, perhaps to stab. But at the end of the day, stab is also a cutting motion. It, it creates a well, for God's sakes, I mean, a just, slice in. She just wants to know if you can help the tissue, with the and you can't because it's an abstract idea. Cutting something okay. is an abstract idea. Next, Jackie in Chicago wants to know: I want to enter IP as a profession. What would you recommend as a good starting point? Well, Jackie, I would say the patent office is a great place to go. They have a lot of opportunities. They really are a well-run organization. You can't be fired. You can't be fired. Um, you could probably retire with some sort of a carpal tunnel thing. And a gold watch. Early on. Mm-hmm. So we would recommend that. I think it's a great uh, great start to your great start to your career. So uh, again, thank you all for your um, uh, for your messages. We appreciate it. We like the fact that our uh, listenership is 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 growing, um, and we 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 appreciate the feedback. And quite frankly, the uh, response we're getting to this is so overwhelming that um, you know, we're probably going to start doing uh, some live remote versions of this podcast. So, as you know, we're planning on going out to uh, the Nick and Sam Steakhouse. They're sponsoring us in one of these uh, podcasts, and we'll be going out to a few other places, including, from what I understand, I'm announcing this for the first time to my uh, my colleague, but we'll be going out to the uh, um, uh, Six Flags for the opening of the Six Flags Park I love here in Dallas. Coasters. That'll be great. And that's one of the things we'll be talking about there is the automation of innovation when it comes to some type of transportation. So, um, but anyway, that, that, and I'll leave it at that. I'll just express my infatuation. Mm-hmm. Have a good day. Through your flatulation. You mean flatulation? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah.